Hey y'all, this is the Enduring Faith Podcast, and I'm your host, Jamie Miller, and today we're talking about courage. So lately I've been thinking a lot about these big dreams that I have and just this excitement stirring in my heart about things to come, and sometimes it feels like I'm just standing on the bank of the Jordan River, the water's a little bit high, and it's terrifying to think about crossing over. You can see the promised land and you know it's there, but it's scary to get there. And so I've been really just searching my heart and and asking God for wisdom in this. And um, I just want to share with you what he's been showing me through this. And it just so happens that I'm in the middle of a Joshua Bible study right now with um, the First Five app. And if y'all don't have a Uh, Bible study right now, I highly recommend downloading the First Five app. It's a great way to just um, get, it really only takes five to ten minutes in the morning. You can spend longer on it if you want to, and they even have more moments that you can um, make it last longer. You can dig into it deeper, but you um, can still just get that 10 to 15 minutes of, of Bible time in the mornings, which is just awesome. And so this study that we're on is Joshua and It really struck me when the Israelites were standing at the bank of the river and he had to send the first ones into the river. God sent the the first people into the river while it was still high, while the waters were still high. And then he blocked up the river and it started to to recede so the rest could walk through. But I just want to talk a little bit about courage because I've always said things either to myself and even out loud about I'm not courageous. I don't have courage. And, you know, that's when all the exercises, you know, we always have to do icebreakers and whatever. We have to um, name things about yourself or characteristics or whatever. Well, courage is never one that I have um, marked for myself. And the more I thought about that, the more I really started to just ask the Lord, you know, why, why, what's holding me back from things? And so let me be clear too, that I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the courage to, um, like jump off a cliff or like be a daredevil or anything like that. That's a different kind of courage. Cause I am definitely not that person for sure. But when it comes to having the courage to walk into the promised land, to walk into the calling that God has on your life and to take steps, no matter what, trusting that God is in control because he has something more for you. That's what I'm talking about today. So, you know, in the Bible, there's so many times where an angel came to the person and said, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. So many times in the Bible, I should have looked up how many times it says that in the Bible, but we all know it's a lot, right? Um, So it just, that let me know that God knows that we're afraid, that it's natural to be afraid. And, you know, everybody, even Mary, you know, everybody was afraid at some point. Moses was completely insecure and afraid, but he knew God was calling him to this big bold adventure, this dream, this, you know, purpose for his life. And he had to step into that. So, so how did he get over that fear and take those steps into his calling? So what I've been learning is that courage comes when we stop allowing our fear to be bigger than our belief 
in God. So let me say that again. Courage is when we stop allowing our fear to be bigger than our belief in God. So think about, let's think about David. So David, you know, went up against the, the giant and killed him, but it wasn't like he just decided one day, oh, I'm going to kill a giant. And he had all this courage to do so. It was a series of events that led up to that day that gave him the courage to do so. And in verse 37 of first Samuel 17, he's talking about all the times when he was a shepherd and he had to kill um, lions or yeah, lions and bears and to protect the sheep. And he said, um, in verse 37, he said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And in verse 47, it says, for the battle is the Lord's. So he had already experienced smaller battles. He had already experienced God's faithfulness to the point that he had more courage. He had more trust and faith in the Lord. And that is how he had courage to fight the giant. It wasn't just all of a sudden. It was a series of things that had happened to help him believe in God and believe that God was going to be there to fight that battle. And there really are so many stories in the Bible about these people of faith. You know, in Hebrews 11, it talks about all the the leaders of faith. And if you look at each one of their stories, there were events that took place where they acted in faith. They were known because of their belief that God was there, that God was with them and for them, and that whatever battle they were facing, that it was a, it was the Lord's battle. And, you know, just some examples. I mean, obviously I brought up Moses already, but let's talk about Moses's mother who trusted in God so much that she left her baby in a basket in a river and knew, believed, she believed that God would take care of him. She believed that there was something more for her son. And of course there was. And, you know, Joshua and Caleb were the ones who went to check out the promised land and came back and said, you know, it's a land of plenty. It's a land of milk and honey. But what did they return back to? A bunch of non-believers, a bunch of people who doubted that God was going to give them a land of milk and honey. So, you know, the first round of Israelites wandered through the desert for 40 years because they didn't believe. They questioned God. They doubted God. They grumbled about everything. They complained. And, you know, lesson after lesson of God trying to teach them and show them, and they still had little faith. And that really resonates with me because... There are so many times where I choose to grumble, I choose to complain, or I choose to refuse to to believe that that where I'm headed is a land of milk and honey, is a promised land. And so this realization, this revelation for me is just huge, and I had to share it with y'all because I have a feeling that there are so many of you out there who 
are on the verge of something amazing that God has for you, but we're doubting and we're grumbling and we are choosing not to believe that he has that for us. And when the new round of the younger generation of Israelites were brought to the edge of the Jordan River and all they had to do was walk across it to get to the promised land, they believed in God. That was the difference, right? They weren't grumbling and complaining. They believed. They believed what was on the other side of it and they were willing to obey and take those steps into the flooded water to get to the promise that God had for them. And I know it's cliche, but I'm sure you've heard the the quote, if God brings you to it, he'll bring you through it. And that's what I thought about with this story in Joshua about them getting to the river. God brought them to the river and he got them through the river to the promised land. And so the reason why that saying is so popular is because there are just stories in the Bible, story after story in the Bible where God brought people to a scary place and then brought them through it. And so the courage to come to a crossroads where God has brought you and actually cross over, move forward. You have to believe and trust in the one who brought you to it. He brought you to the edge and now it's your turn to take the step, to move forward, to cross over into the promise that he has for you. And I have um, some practical steps that we can take to increase our courage and walk in to our own promised land, whatever he has for you. I want you to be able to be courageous and walk across that river into what he has for you. So the first one is to remember the smaller giants. So just like David, who had um, all of those, those battles before the big battle, we have had lots of battles. When you think about it, you know you have gone through a lot already up to this point in your life. So it's so important to write them down. Write down what you've been through. Write down what God has done for you already. And keep a journal or a notebook or whatever, even if it's on your phone, do the in the notes on your phone. But record what he has done so that you, not only you can go back and read it, but so you can share your story because, you know, Romans ten seventeen says faith comes from hearing. And it is so important to share our stories of faith because that helps other people as well. And so you're not only helping yourself by recording and writing down all of your own um, experiences of how God has been faithful to you, but you're helping other people and you're going to share it with other people, but you're less likely to share it and talk about it if you don't take the time to remember. And so that's step number one. Remember the smaller giants, write it down, record it. Number two is read the word. There are so many stories in the Bible, so many about courageous people, and they're all flawed people. They were all flawed. They all had their own issues, just like we do, but they still had this kind of courage that I'm talking about today to obey the Lord and walk into their beautiful calling that he had planned out for them from before they were born. 
And so read about it. That helps you to build your own faith as well. See what he did for them and you'll start to believe more and more that he's going to do it for you too. It's a promise. He'll, he's done it before and he'll do it again. He is still a miracle worker. And so the third one, so that's read the word. The third one is to commit. So this one is probably the hardest one for me. Um, but make a commitment and take action. And for a lot of us, it's going to look differently. Our action is going to look differently, but our commitment can be the same. That level of commitment where you have decided that you are going to cross that river. You are choosing to trust God. You are choosing to believe in him. And when I say that, (laughs) that it's a choice, it is absolutely a choice. We all are faced with this choice. What are you going to do? Are you going to take that step into the river knowing that he's going to block it up? Or are you going to wander around for 40 years because you don't believe that he's going to do it for you? What's it going to take? There could be priorities that you need to shift. Sometimes it's hard to make a commitment when our priorities are out of alignment. So that's something to consider. Write it down brainstorm it. What is it that you need to shift in your life in order to commit to make this dream happen? Whatever it is you are feeling nudged to do, what is he leading you to that you're walking away from because of your your choices, the choices that you're making? That could look like um, turning the TV off. That could look like not watching something every night and instead spending time researching or learning about whatever it is that you um, have in your heart to do, whatever dream it is that he's leading you to. Maybe there's something that you're allowing to stand in your way. So I'm just challenging you with this one to really think about why you have not committed yet and then what it's going to take to get you to commit. Then the fourth one, so so far we have remember the smaller giants, read the word, commit, and then cross. This is crossover. Take your steps forward. This is full of faith, knowing God is with you, and not being afraid to trust in him and believe in him. And so whatever it takes for you to get to that point, that's what you need to work on. And so I'm just challenging all of my listeners today and all of you I want you to really think about where he's leading you and to stop wandering stop walking around complaining and just confused about what he has for you there is something for you there is more to your life in John 10 10 Jesus said that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to help give us life abundantly, not just to survive it. He didn't come so that we would just live and die and go to heaven. He came so that we could have abundant life, that we could help bring the kingdom of heaven here on earth as it is in heaven. There is so much more for us here. So I'm challenging you to stop waiting for the floodwaters to go down. That even if it looks scary, 
to take that step wherever he's leading you, where he, you feel that nudge and the Holy Spirit is leading you to move forward and obey so that you can get to your promised land. He has something for every single one of you on the other side of that river. And I'm cheering you on today, encouraging you to figure it out. First of all, build your faith, build your courage, build your belief in him. First of all, by remembering what he's already done, sharing that with others, talk about it, tell everybody what he's done for you. That's only going to help you increase your faith and your belief that he can do it again. Then you're going to read the word and study these stories of these faith leaders who believed so much in him that they had courage to fight whatever battle was put in front of them. And then you're going to commit, you're going to make a commitment to do the thing, do whatever it is that he has called you to do. And if that means you have to rearrange some things in your life, then do it. You're not going to regret it. I promise you, you will not regret obeying the Lord to get to your promised land. When you're there, when you've reached the promised land, when you're in that land of milk and honey and you're not eating manna anymore, you will praise him and know that he was with you and that whatever you gave up to get there was totally worth it. So remember the smaller giants, read the word, commit, and then take your steps and cross over. Those first steps are always the hardest, right? It's scary. It's intimidating, but you have to go back to what you know. And what you know is he is with you. He is for you. He created you with a purpose and he is sending you into the promised land, but you have to make the choice to obey and choose to believe in him so that you have the courage to cross over. Okay. I'm all pumped up. <laughs> I'm excited because I know that some of you needed to hear this. I needed it. So I know some of you needed to hear it and I can't wait to hear your stories of how God is moving in your life and stirring in your heart with this promise this promised land that's waiting for you. Okay, so let me know what you think. Email me, hit me up on Facebook or Instagram, send me a message, let me know what he's stirring inside of you and I will absolutely cheer you on. We can go through it together and I'm just so excited to hear the, the promises that are stirring in your hearts and the action steps you're gonna take to get there and we're just gonna all believe in God, believe in his word and believe he is going to take us across that river. However he sees fit, it may look totally different for all of us, but we trust and know that he's with us and he's going to do it for us. And we believe in him. I hope you're fired up. <laughs> I hope you're ready to go and ready to take this step. I can't wait to hear from all of you about what God's doing in your life. So let me know and I'll be back again in two weeks.